Good day, and welcome to Far Reaches Extra, or FRX as we call it. FRX is a chance for the gang to reach a little deeper with a one-on-one -on -one interview and discover people and topics that make this world worth living in. We hope you enjoy this random journey and feel free to send in your suggestions or even call us out to be on the next episode of Far Reaches Extra. Hey, good day. How your mom and them? You probably got the notice of Far Reaches is recording. This is Far Reaches Extra. This is a little bit different than regular Far Reaches. It's just usually one-on-one -on -one conversation with folks we like to profile and get to know a little bit better. Joining me on this episode is uh, definitely a friend of the show, a longtime friend of myself and several other other Reachers as well. This poor gentleman goes by many, many names, but for now we'll start with Jason Brandt. Um, Jason's got some unique story and unique perspective of some of the things he's been through in the past year or two and just how this whole, uh, well, I hate to use the word Rona, but how the Rona and a lot of other things just impacted what Jason, Jason does in his life. And so he's been kind enough to join us and come on to the, talk a little bit about that. So uh, Jason, Doc, Big Daddy, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Micah. It's awesome. Yes. We're here. So we've been talking about this for a while now and trying to get schedules lined up and obviously talking about a lot of life in the past couple of years and some of the craziness that we've all been living through. And I think, I think you've got one of the more unique stories. Um, and so I, I couldn't do it justice. If you just want to kind of give me a rundown or give us for the past year or so, kind of some of the, the, the things you went through and some of the decisions you had to make and how it's impacted what you're doing. I think it'd be wonderful. Folks would love to hear uh, kind of your side of what you're going on. Just some of the things that's happened to you. So two years ago, the wonderful news started reporting that we were being affected by this coronavirus and everybody was running scared for a little while. I think everybody was sure. legitimately yeah. for the first little bit. And well, what we started hearing to begin with, uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, similar to like the swine flus and the, and the other things that we'd lived through. Mm -hmm. So this was supposed to be worse and we didn't know exactly where it came from. Long, long and the short of it was is employers were supposed to classify their employer employees, whether or not they were, uh, what was the term that they used for the employees that got to continue to work while everybody else sat oh, home? Essential. Essential. That's it. <clears throat> I was an essential employee. And once you're labeled, you start looking into things maybe a little different. Like, is it really that bad? Are we all going to die? Yeah. And as a family, collectively, we started making decisions. And as a father, uh, happily married for 25 years, father of two, you start saying things to your family that you mean and that are really pointed and start drawing a line in the sand between a lot of other people in the community. Mm, yeah. So once you start saying these things that you're going to be patriotic and you're going to stand up and you're going to support your family and you're not going to lay down and you're going to do these things. When push comes to shove, you really don't have a, a choice, but to either a show your family that you are, a man of your word 
or two, you're going to cave and do what I'm sorry to say a lot of people did because mm -hmm. they didn't have an option. Yeah. And, and I'm not here to say anything derogatory towards anybody who chose to do what they've done. I, I, I support them in their decision. The only thing I ask their choice yeah. is that they support me in mine. And uh, the long and the short of it is, is uh, I quit a 15 year career with a corporate 125 year industry transportation company mm -hmm. to, because I, I didn't think they supported their employees and it was all a numbers game. I, I, I don't know what it was a hundred percent, but I didn't like the way that they treated their employees. Uh, when I, I guess to back up a little bit, I've always told my son who's 23 that I don't, I don't care what you're doing right now. I hope you're happy and I hope you're successful doing what you're doing. But what I really care about is your backup plan. Because at some point it could fail. And if and when it does, you should make three phone calls and be back to work. Or at least well on your way. Yeah. And one morning as I'm brushing my teeth and staring my ugly mug in the mirror, I'm going, hmm, might be time for the old man to start practicing what he preaches. What am I going to do? And on December 26th mm. last year, my wife and I sat around the computer and we started Brant Trucking LLC. And what a day. Sorry, say again. What a day that was, day after Christmas. That's right. And, and there you are. And uh, I believe it was March 10th. I successfully completed all my paperwork for the feds and the state, got everything turned in and uh, was granted my authority, my motor carrier operating authority to op operate uh, nationwide. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think transportation is a viable way of making a living. I think it's very necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, We've got planes, we got trains, and we got trucks, and we got to get it, and boats, and we got to get it from point A to point B. And wow. uh, so that's that's what we're doing. I'm focusing mainly with uh, ag commodities right now, and hauling. Right now is a big startup time for fertilizer, and so we're. Uh, really under the gun right now yeah get, getting product delivered so i had a chance to park my truck early this evening for a little bit of maintenance there's some people working on it right now and i uh, took advantage of this opportunity to jump on here with you and have a little chit chat have a drink and yeah a little relax a little combo and exactly that's that's outstanding i think you hit it on the head about transportation and i'm i'm going to revisit a little bit where you were before and maybe we get some more insight into some of the decisions that they were pointing your direction about the choice you had to be made of like either do what they say or find an alternative. If you want to maybe uh, unpack that a bit more for us. 
Yeah, so uh, it came down the line. There were several deadlines given. The first deadline was December 8th. We were uh, given a deadline that we would be all vaccinated or at first we weren't going to be employees anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, well, we'll give you an opportunity to follow up. But they changed the deadline to after Christmas so that uh, the Christmas rush would probably be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And then it got pushed in again till after the new year. Uh, meanwhile, we had the opportunity to apply for health or religious exemptions. And uh, we could apply for that, which is an interesting way of saying we are going to grant we the employer are going to grant you an exemption which mm-hmm. if you look at the law this is not how that works it is us as the employer or you know, sorry the employee that tells you the employer that hey we don't like what you're doing and i am requesting an exemption and if you choose then not to give it to me there are a whole plethora of things that can happen from there. So yes, I did apply for an exemption and uh, stated it. Uh, I'm not going to stand here and tell you I'm a religious man, but I have core values. Mm -hmm. A man, I believe, of faith. And so we continued forward. It was never approved nor denied. It sat in the queue the entire time. And as of my last day, when I checked on it, it still had not been touched, which was February 28th. Really? Yeah. And oh, I did not know. That's interesting. So I was kind of tired of looking over my shoulder and being like, uh, what's going to happen? Uh, there were a lot of people that turned them in early and they got denied straight away. So they applied again both medical and religious Mm -hmm. and uh, to each their own. There was a lot of people that stood firm and didn't turn in either. And they were like, well, I'll take my lumps, however they come and Mm -hmm. I'll stand with them as well. Yeah. But uh, now all of a sudden it's kind of interesting at this point in time, one, how many people left as well, Mm. but two, how many, how many people are still there. And it's like, it's all gone away. Yes. Uh, no mass for, for a majority of the communities, at least in the communities that I, that I'm associated with or live in. And uh, but you it, through this employer, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. You can sit over here. But if you're not vaccinated, you need to wear a mask and sit over here. Oh, really? It just that was the last I heard. Yeah. And yeah. It, the convoluted met i was like i'm so happy i don't i'm not associated with that so just moving on uh wow it's not gonna be a tough choice though 15 years i mean good company half of Um, my career yeah absolutely and then you know um decided to go you guys decided to you know throw it out there and basically become your own boss that's right make my own decisions. If we're, if we're all in this burning ship, <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I want to drive my own. <laughs> I want to play my own fiddle if it's going down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to listen to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting, I would say six months. It's yeah. been a real trying year and a half. After, I would say it took probably six months to get the whole scare factor out of the mm-hmm. equation and start. I don't care where you get your media from. If you do enough reading and research and don't listen to everything that's pumped to you mainstream, uh, man, what an eye opener. And Mm -hmm. a lot of this, I mean, we can all put on a tinfoil hat, I guess, but it's just when you're hearing about stuff from two and three years ago, Hmm. that all of a sudden is coming to fruition now. Yeah. yeah. Two years ago, you're considered crazy or conspiracy yeah. theorist or black helicopter, or, you know, yeah. fringe lunatic. And then there's a long list of stuff that's all been checked of like, well, yeah, it turns out that's oh. true. That's true. That wasn't true. That's what you said, you know, and it just keeps growing every day. And you just like, crazy Uncle Tom wasn't so crazy at Thanksgiving when he was talking about this, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, right? But, yeah, absolutely. Know. Yeah, maybe that wasn't crazy. <laughs> I think we were all we're all a lot saner than we were led to believe. Uh, you know, and many of us didn't need much pushing to go over the crazy side as it was. But you know, there's a huge impact on a lot of lives, which you have to look back and think on. You know, it, it probably really wasn't for what they said it was for or what it was. Like you know, how many small town community mom and pop shops locked up the doors because. They couldn't make it. Yeah. I mean, across the nation. Everywhere. And then even the bigger picture worldwide. But what always intrigued me was, and you're blessed to live in one of these states. (laughs) From the very beginning went, horseshit. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Like, wait a minute. We're looking at the numbers. Like, okay, appears to be some higher risk groups. You know, these are some treatments to consider, but most everybody else is pretty much green flag racing. And, and I'm not, I'm not denying that there wasn't something that was mm. making everybody sick. I, sure. I know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. But the long and the short of it is, is it wasn't anywhere near as dangerous as what we were led to believe in the beginning. No. And. You can say faith over fear. You can just say, I don't believe it or or however you want to address it. Everybody had to make a decision. And I chose to make the decision that I did. Not only because I was tired of how I was being treated and what they were expecting out of their employees. But if mm-hmm. we stand here and look our families in the eyes, and we, especially young kids. Yeah, wow. And we sit here and we tell them, I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to do that. The last thing I'll do is Bob X, Y, or Z. And then we turn around and do it. What have we just taught our children? Mm-hmm. Just talk. When push comes to shove, it's just talk. Or, yes. I'll give up everything I own materialistically to stand up for what I believe is constitutionally correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my freedom of choice. That's right. What it boils down to. Son, like son, daughter, never ever give away your freedom of choice. You know, period. 
Yeah. And if you've had it your whole life, it's not, you don't realize how precious it is, but if you've been in places that don't have it, you'll, you'll never let it go. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So there was a tre- uh, tremendous lesson. FOC or freedom of choice was actually an option for a company name. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Brand trucking's got a hell of a nice ring to it as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. A division of FOC incorporated. Yeah, you could be that. Yeah. So DBA, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I think one of the things that I really liked is we were, you know, we talk a lot and we're conversing back and forth about this though. It really, it really exemplified what I've always talked about. And like the human spirit is always going to prevail. Like you had a choice and you're like, listen, I'm just, I'm going to find something I want to go do as well that I can still make a living at. And I enjoy, I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to figure out a way to do what I want to do. And you, and, and you did. And, and it's cool that you brought it up that way, Micah, because it, as I sit here and think back on how this all kind of formed and it was coming down mm-hmm. and getting pointed towards dates and what are you going to do? Yeah. I looked around to the community and there's numerous successful people that live in our community. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I might have to work two or three jobs in order to make this work. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can lead out to eat a, a, a couple of, or th- two or three of these families or business owners and, and be like, Hey, I'm kind of in a tight spot right now. Would you be willing to hire a guy 45 years old, a few days a week to help out, do something, whatever. I might have to have two or three jobs to make ends meet, but would you be willing to work? Absolutely, Jason. If that's, if, if you're in the spot, you, you look me up. What's your, what's your end of the line date? Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly, but they're telling me if I don't have a vaccine by this date, I don't work there. And then they changed it to, well, if I don't have a vaccine by this date, we're going to re-educate you and uh, going to give you another opportunity to receive the vaccine and or apply for an exemption. And we'll go forward from there. So it kind of got moving. And I was like, you know what? I'm done playing games. It's over. I'm going to draw the line in the sand here. If I don't know anything by then, I'm going to pick somebody and work. Mm-hmm. So I, I reached out to a handful of people. And there's a consultant in town. His name's Joe Hill. He's not in town. He's across the valley. But uh, J&D Hill Farms, Joe Hill Consulting, uh, reached out to him and said, Joe, I need to schedule a, a meeting with you and your wife. I, I, I would like to talk about driving truck and how to get this thing off the ground and what I want to do. And uh, he goes, well, I happen to know a gentleman by the name of Parker Warner that I've helped with some decision-making in the same industry. He's been doing it about 10 years now. He goes, maybe I'll have him here as well and we can all talk about it. And that turned out to be a wonderful meeting and allowed me to enter into a partnership now for trailers. I bought the power unit and I'm in a partnership with him and uh, shared cost on maintenance and, and, and running trailers. And we've got uh, flatbeds for hay and A trains and B trains for grain and fertilizer and belt trailers for anything you want to haul. And it's just, we've got a, a lot of different avenues and a lot of different work. So 
these are great people that have extended their hospitality and professionalism to allow me the opportunity to come in. I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes, totally know that I need to pay my dues and, and, and learn how it works. And they've been gracious enough to throw work my way and help out. And it's, it's been great. It's been really, really good. Well, you touched on several really cool points too. It's like, you know, we, we have choices. All of us do. And some people could have just, you just could have selted, sat there and melted on the couch and like not done anything. Just be like, well, crap. What was me? Dang it. It's not fair. You know, and like, all right. Yeah. I'll give you a week. That's fine. You know, everybody needs to lick their wounds a little bit. Uh, but like, no, what you did is like, you started reaching out to your resources, to your friends, like, and being willing to go work for two or three or four people yeah. in the community to make gonna- ends meet. And like, and that's tough sometimes because pride can get in the way of that too. Like, you know, like, man, I'm giving up my good job. And, you know, now I'm working for you. I'm like cutting firewood this weekend. I'm going to milk, build some fence. I'm going to help move some cows. I'm going to dig taters, like whatever, you know, but people see that too, of like that guy's willing to do anything to make, make ends meet. He's going to take care of his family. Period. And, and not only to make the ends meet, but show your family that you stand fast in the decisions that you make. And it's not just that, mm-hmm. that, that to me was the biggest part. Uh, so many people, and I saw, uh, I hate to say it, I, I, I saw it amongst coworkers. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, and I'm not doing this, and it come down to the deadline, and, well, we did it. I just can't live without a paycheck. And you know what? I understand that. Absolutely. Totally do. But why should they have to live in fear of losing their livelihood? Mm-hmm. and choose to do something that they don't want to do because somebody said somebody that really doesn't have control said so yeah i mean it's it's merely a suggestion yeah again it should be a personal choice and as we've seen now it seems to be you know um a lot of folks that have went ahead and done that still got sick you know when that was i had a, I had a rather heated discussion with a good friend of mine the other day because i was like when this first came out like take the vaccine you won't get sick you can't give it to anybody else like silver bullet kind of stuff like like a vaccine usually is like people you know like well you got the measles shot yeah because it freaking cures measles you know like we don't have that anymore because you took that and it stops it and his person was no they they didn't say it that way i'm like dude how serious how soon we forget but that's how it was positioned and the next thing you know like uh, actually, you still get it anyways. So, like, having the benefit of hindsight, you look back and like all that lunacy and idiocy and panic for really something a that should have been our personal choice, but re really didn't do much good anyways. Really, maybe on some super high risk groups, but like, there's a lot of people. The who is it? Uh, what's her name? She's the the redhead stepchild for the the crazy dude that lives in the White House. Um, the sec- press secretary. She just got it again like Saki. Yeah. She's had it two or three times conveniently, you know, it's like she's nine vaxxed and boosted and everything else. It's like, maybe she just doesn't want to go to Russia with the president. I don't know, but like she just got it again today. So all the truckers show up in Canada. Oh yeah. Banging their gas cans together. And what happens? Trudeau runs and hides. 
got I've got COVID. Diagnosed with COVID. <laughs> oh. How convenient was that? Yeah. I think this is. Uh, I can't wait to tell my grandkids about how all this went down. <laughs> I, I yeah, I've said that for a while now. Like I know it's like sounds crazy because we're in the middle of some chaos, but yeah. five, ten years, like. We're going to have that, you know, member win statement and be like, remember, like, like, like the great people be like, no, people didn't do that. And like <laughs> Maynard, no, seriously. Like, yeah, people had like three masks on in their car. Like, you know, people didn't leave the house, like couldn't do this. Yeah. Trucker convoy in Canada, you know, like they seized their assets, like complete, like just dictatorship that unfolded in Canada of all places. And, you know, it's going to be forgotten so quickly. And, and, and it wasn't six months ago that we were watching in Australia that there yeah. was quarantine camps and they were allowed on their front porch, but not off of their front porch. And holy shit, man, what comes next? That's the thing. Like, it don't so, take much till you get there. Seriously. So, so thankful for the 2A. Yes. <laughs> yes. Without yes. we'd be in the same position. I As Chris Rock so well said, we have the first one. But we have the second one in case you forget about the first one, you know, like <laughs> and that was actually that's Dave Chappelle, not Chris Rock. Apologies. Yeah. Um, Dave Chappelle said that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's what goes on in Australia. Like you if you have a weapon there, I was I was there a couple of years ago. We were touring a station, as they call a ranch, and like they could have guns for shooting coyotes or uh, kangaroos, actually. But that gun was locked up in the house and the government could come at any time and inspect that weapon and make sure it was securely locked and where it was supposed to be. No joke. And there was a huge permit process to have that. Kid you not. What's that? Sounds like New York. Even worse. Yeah. Like it was extremely rare to have that and that you were at their beck and call to come check that weapon. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, that goes back to tenfold hat stuff. But like, you know, uh, I saw some stats the other day, like just the average number of armed American citizens is bigger than any army in the world. It's like 80 or 90 million people that they know of, that people admit to. That, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's impressive. And, and I, I think some people take it for granted. And that oh. I, I I hope future generations appreciate the true value of what we've been able to maintain for 200 plus years, right? Yeah, yeah. This That's one of the things that really concerns me about this constant, it seems anyways, effort to erase history oh. in our exact presence. Like, you know, it's happened. We can't get rid of it. We need to, we need to maintain it and learn from it and point to it yeah. and, and live it like there's no you can't sweep it away it's already happened like it doesn't make it bad it makes us better for where we're at and and as we as we look back and and see how history repeats itself mm, yes let's mm -hmm. not forget about the roaring 20s well said yeah where are we at yeah yeah <laughs> very good point yeah yeah some more 20s yeah if we can figure this out and we can figure out how to sustain our communities through this trial mm -hmm. that we're going through right now, 
when we come out the backside, I this is just a personal feeling. I I don't have any proof to back it up, man. I think it's gonna take off like wildfire. I'm so oh, yeah. tired of dwelling on the negative. There's so many people that are depressed. There's so many people that have turned upside down mm-hmm. uh, through this whole thing. We need more positive light in our community. We we don't need to be the Debbie Downers. We don't need to be the, we're, we're all fighting the same battles. We're all we paying stupid fuel prices. We're all paying ridiculous grocery prices. We're all stressed to the hilt over everything. We all share that in common. That's one thing we all share in common. I don't care race, yeah. color, creed, religion, nothing, right? We all share that. So forget it. Let's start picking each other up and quit being the negative and focus on the positive. There's nothing that spreads faster than negativity. Oh, I know. So contagious. Yeah. Yep. So, so contagious. If we can run with that, dude. Dude, it's I so agree. Like, I think because we choose every day how it's going to be. Either we're going to look for the good or look for the bad. Yeah. And guess what? Either way, you're going to find it. That's the point. Whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. Yeah. So well said about look. We are. If anything, this is uniting us even more because we are all in this at the same time, dealing with it however we can, the best we can. I think. It's a time when we can really show again, like what humans and I think more importantly, Americans are all about, about helping each other out, having a vision moving forward. You know, like we've come through some pretty rough crap in the past. Like I wasn't there. I don't know, but I'm sure like the Great Depression was, you know, like how, how do you even begin to quantify what was going on then? You know, the Dust Bowl yeah. selling, like leaving your place in nebraska or kansas or oklahoma picking up loading out doing all you can maybe jumping in with another family and you just head west to try to get somewhere you know and you're literally camping out on the ground and dad's working uh picking apples right next to you you know (laughs) it's six months ago like dad was a businessman you know dad had the local store or he had a, a nice big farm you know um guess what just like right there everybody was in that same pile you know um, great equalizer for that and we've all you know we pulled out of that so i have full faith and I, I i talk to one of my friends all the time and i use this analogy with him i'm like americans and humans it's kind of like it's kind of like water you know it might dam for a while and it's going to back up and build and circle and spin but guess what it's going to find a way you can't stop it it's going to find a way that's what you are. Yeah. You found the hole in that, in that dam. You're like, screw that. I'm going through, you know? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's not been easy. There's been a lot of sacrifice. Uh, there's, uh, I don't know. We're going to run with it for three years and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you it's all golden, but, uh, it, it's, it's running and it's, I'm happy. And my family's happy. Yeah, that was, that was going to be one of my questions. Is if you could give a little more, if you could pull back the curtain a bit on that family meeting and how that went and, and how it's kind of been for everybody. I mean, that'd be a tough conversation, I'm sure. Uh, I'll get choked up on this one. 
I already, I'm holding back right now. So my, yeah, we'll try. Yeah. It's uh, you might have to edit this. <laughs> it, uh, when you're cooking breakfast in the morning, you're getting ready to get on a conference call for work and it's all starting to kind of play out and you're like, I can't be here. This is not healthy. It's not fair. It's not fair to my wife. It's not fair to my daughter. My son lives on his own. Uh, ultimately, it's not fair to the company because when you're associating that much stress and fear, are you truly giving everything to what you're supposed to be doing? Can't be. And I, I mentioned it earlier that I said I would give up everything to stand for what I thought was correct constitutionally. I'm not saying I'm not ever going to work again. I, I, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. But I'm willing to risk everything I own and everything that I have worked hard for to have a chance <laughs> to support my family the way I think they should be supported. And in 15 years, I'll be honest, there was one thing that a steady paycheck provided. I've worked a union job almost my entire life. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say here I support them, and I'm not going to say that I don't like them at all. I think there was a time that unions were very powerful and supported the, the working community very well. Mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. Honestly, I don't. Uh, with that being said, I guess I lost my train of thought, Micah. Uh, where were we headed with this? Well, <laughs> we were both getting a little teary-eyed, but we were talking about the family and the choice and oh yeah, you know, the That's support that it took to make that. Uh, <laughs> and it's but you you hit on the main point though. And it was really intriguing. I hadn't thought about it this way, but you're talking about you know cooking breakfast and like just like dreading. Oh, yeah. The conference call and knowing that, like, this is not really where your heart is. And, like, you know, it hit me when you said it, like, you weren't able to be fully focused on your job yeah. either. And that's, that's dangerous also. It is. You know, from just a pure safety point of view for what you, what you did also for your mental health and everything else. But like, you know, losing track of what you're doing, that could have been bad at work. And you, and you weren't able to devote everything to your job. Um, and they put you in a bad spot in that way, but you were able to to stand by that and figure out what was going to make you happy for, for based on that choice. So with that being said, I, I've got a very, very supporting family, a very supporting wife, mm-hmm. kids, both. They may not like the old man, but they sure put up with him. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't like you, but damn it, I respect you. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like me later. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> my job is not for you to like me. My job is to raise you. That's what my dad told me. Yeah, be your friend yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My wife looked me in the eye and says, "You do you." Cool. Yeah. And- <laughs> So far, what I've done. Yeah. She's been so supporting. She looks like she's got a little section of 
the NASA Space Center and the bedroom set up, take care of all the accounting and billing and all that stuff. And uh, bless her heart, she's running and gunning with that. And without her, I could not, the wheels would fall straight off this bus if it wasn't for her. So she'll never watch this, but I know she's in the other room. She can, <laughs> she's got, a, got the glass of the door. Oh, that silly bastard! He does know. Yeah, like. <laughs> but, uh, no, for sure. It, it, it's important that even in the stressful times, you know, the kids stick to their chores and get stuff done, and Mama's still pulling through, and Dad's gone late at night hauling loads just to mm -hmm. put food on the table. You know. Yeah, yeah, you gotta make hay with the sun shines. So we're we're uh, very thankful thankful for the opportunities that we've been provided yeah yeah it's that it's that gratitude that makes you uh it makes you successful we'll see. you know yeah we'll see what happens at the end but yeah right now we uh we got a great support system we got a lot of good friends in the community and uh everybody's pulling for everybody through these hard times you know try to negotiate a haul rate right now when fuel prices in 36 hours are jumping 60 cents and it's just astronomical how and, and it's not just fuel it's oil it's tires. everything yeah it's fertilizer yeah what am i hauling right now i'm hauling compost and a lot of compost is getting hauled because fertilizer prices are through the roof right now yeah. and uh I, I don't know how it all works for these guys. I haven't been in the farming industry. I, I grew up on a ranch years ago and it's kind of fun to come back to it. It's hard right now during these times, but seeing how people are adapting and, and trying something new to make things work in these mm -hmm. pressing times is, is it's pretty cool. It's pretty it is. Cool. Even yes. though it's hard for everyone, it's really neat. It sucks, but that's where innovation can come from. Like, it comes from a lot of places, but like when the back's against the wall, that's when, you know, miracles come together. Like, you know, that's the cool thing about it. You know, and you hate to have to go through this to find those, those new oh. things. But again, it's that choice. I can just sit here in the dirt and cry, or I can figure out a way to make something happen. I'm going to keep trying stuff till I figure it out. Saddle up and ride. Tomorrow we get new horses. Yeah, precisely. Yes. <laughs> precisely yeah. <laughs> yeah so you keep talking about your community you want to tell us uh where you guys are located at we're located in uh haynes oregon baker county uh far east oregon not too far not too far from raleigh he's just over the hill in the county yeah and uh not too far from pendleton umatilla county it's a wonderful little beautiful. world over here. Beautiful part of the world. Yeah. It's located down near Brookings. And you can find it on the southeast corner of the map of Oregon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so actually, technically, it's still in California. A lot of folks don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you get to Portland, keep on going. When you cross that next river, you're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped on the road one day and he's like, do you know where Willowa Lake is? I said, do you know where Portland is? And he says, yeah. I said, it's not over there. 
people in this neck of the woods as there are in a lot of small you know that's one of the coolest revelations and it's proven every time i go anywhere is there's good people everywhere yeah everywhere especially one-on-one one-on-two like small small you know like as soon as people start getting in the crowd anywhere they turn into idiots but like one-on-one people are some of the most beautiful people anywhere in the world it's it's awesome let's change the subject a little just run down that little path for a second my wife and i uh had our 25th anniversary last year Mm -hmm. so we uh we spent 10 days on a motorcycle and we traveled all over i can't remember now i think it was like 1500 1600 mile trip and uh that entire trip, we tried so hard to eat in towns with less than 500 people in them. Oh, Just yeah. Just so make have this small community diner experience mm-hmm. for, for the sheer conversation. And people are so, I don't know what it is about small town people. They're so real. And I don't care if you're in Iowa I don't care if you're in Texas, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've got to travel a lot for work. And I try so hard to find these little mom and pop shops, uh, diners, cafes. Yeah. And the hospitality and the personalities in these places are so similar and so welcoming. It, it, it's unbelievable. It, yeah. It's almost fairy tale at times. You just like, especially if you if you if you're there, interested, open, you know, friendly, like like most of the time that we are, just like oh wow, you know, tell me about this place. You know, just interacting and being like friendly, like you would hope somebody would come to your town, yeah, and, and you know, and just meeting people. Like, hey, how y'all doing today? You know, like just how talk to people. There? Yeah, how your mom and them? Yeah, like you know. <laughs> precisely yeah yeah and that's so cool to have that as part of your trip and sort of your goal just to really experience that you know because you'd be especially if you're on a bike if you're parked somewhere a little cafe eating or just getting coffee you're like hey where where are you coming from where are you going what's this thing i mean you know like just like it's like a it's a magnet for people to come talk to you even more than normal i think and you got you rode yeah you sold your bike, I think. I sold my bike, but I'm I'm itching so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you are, especially right now. Oh, yeah. But, Killing uh, the smalls. Yeah. Mike, I don't want to cut this short, buddy, but I got my phone sitting here blowing up with some phone calls. And well, I, I want to do a couple things real quick before I let you run. I want I want to ask you where you run right now and where your coverage area is. And if you want to give out your number or website, please do. Or send it to me and I'll put it in the description below as well. Because I, that's one of my thoughts and goals too, is I want to help get you out to the Reacher's audience. You know, we spend a lot of time in the Northwest. That's where we're all from. And so anything I can do to help promote, you know, Brant Trucking, that's what we're here to do as well. Yeah. Uh, Jason Brant, uh, 541-806-0039. Uh, LLC at gmail.com. And uh, hey, grain, uh, straw, call me. One call, we'll haul it all. Yeah. <laughs>
there's a there's a lot of connections and uh, a lot of people working together out here. So if we can That's help, awesome. you know, and if not, we're not afraid to say sorry. We're busy. We can't help you. And yeah, you maybe call this dude or call me back later but yeah i think that's a it's a great place to be yeah so um folks we'll have that all in the description down below too so you can click on it if you want to send a quick email to check out get in touch with jason if you have questions or want to want to get some service get some something hauled so there's still people buying and selling every day and that's what branch actually can help you with so jason i know you got to get running i can't thank you enough for your time candor sharing your story a little bit i think hopefully it inspires some people out there that maybe been a little bit down and didn't think they had choices or, you know, live vicariously through you and what you get to do. Uh, but just know that there's options and, and people still stand for something. So, um, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you final word, sir. Yeah. Stand strong. Uh, family is important and do what you can to be with them, do what you can to support them, but be the positive light at the end of the day. That's awesome. Jason, thank you. Thank you.